Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast, live from Emily City, Michigan, the Woods and Water Show, our third one. This show's been going on for a very long time, and uh, BHP is proud to be a part of this and come out every year and uh, get to meet um, the consumers, get to meet the, the fans, and uh, also get to hang out with hunters and talk hunting. You can't beat it. So I'm with John Cedar right now, and me and John have just been at the booth all morning just getting this going. But uh, So, John, how are you feeling today? feeling good man i'm excited for uh what the day's gonna bring you know there's lots of people here already it just opened like less than an hour ago and um you know we're getting lots of traffic through here and you know just seeing all the cool stuff that's going on you know it's also fun to be live here yeah and you can hear in the background all the noise it's very exciting there's a lot going on vanguard's giving away some binos here for us Uh, people just have to put in their name and email it's really cool really quick um, way to win a free pair of binos. Yeah, really, there's no cost or anything, so you really can't go wrong there. No, no. Um, I mean, it's it's sweet, man. And then we've got you know all kinds of demo product here, and you know some of it's new in the box, never even been opened. You know, it's pretty cool. It's interesting uh, the amount of people that come through this. There's, there's like a dog in our our thing right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and they have like a big puppy show here, and that's yep. pretty exciting too. The puppy yeah. show. And that's actually one of my favorite parts, man. Oh, it's unbelievable. Seeing those jumping dogs, like I the love water sending dogs. I it to my kids and my, my wife to try to get a new baby beagle, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> Brian yeah. and I were just looking. We're like, oh, look at these dogs. Uh-huh. Yeah, and those dogs are all good bloodlines and everything like that. They're born and bred hunting dogs, which is solid, pretty sweet. Yeah, solid hunting dogs yep. up in here. If you're looking for a hunting dog and you're in Michigan, this is the spot, no this doubt about it. This is the place to be. Um, yeah, so this is our third uh, woods and water show and uh this is the the one we do every year it's the, the biggest one for us our focus because i like this show not only because we're able to um provide products that are demo products to consumers but i really love the fact that we can chat with them and talk and talk yeah. hunting and yeah. talk testing some guys will come up and be like hey yesterday i had a guy who says hey you know why don't you guys ever test um uh what was the brand uh, it's a crossbow i'm trying to think of the name of it it's a reverse one. Oh, raven no, not Raven. That is one, though. Oh, but, uh, Horton? Horton? No, not Horton. Uh, <laughs> I think it was also a reverse one. I only know two. <laughs> Dang it. I, I went totally blank on the brand. Reverse. Uh, 
That was with an S. Scorpid. Scorpid, yeah. yeah so he said, go. why don't you guys test Scorpid? I'm like, because Scorpid doesn't take take parts. It's yeah, not yeah. my fault. You know, I ask them. They don't want to do it. So, yep. um, you know, but it's cool because you get to, you know, discuss that stuff and, you yeah. know what I mean, and talk about it. And people have those kind of questions, and that's great, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's, you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, it doesn't matter what company it is that, you know, if you're not taking part in some form or another of the nation's largest, most everything archery platform, um, you know, you're kind of missing out. You know, there's not too many people that don't partake, but there's, you know, there's enough of them out there. Oh, for sure. You know, and one of the things that's cool about the show today and what we're doing here is that we are starting to give away and kind of publicly launch our new BHP Kids um, yeah. Every little kid comes by, we give them a pin that says BHB Kids on it. It's really exciting. That's um, sweet. Something different for us. The goal right now, it's not complete yet, but the goal is to have the website be able to have games for kids. And mm-hmm. Bow manufacturers will be able to donate bows that we can sure. use for raffles for kids or maybe even kids in need. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we can look at all sorts of things to do it, but I, I guess one of the biggest things for me is that we got to get more kids involved. And yeah. so BHB Kids is, is going to symbolize for us that strategy of getting yep. kids involved you yep. know it's, it's and they're our future man i and mean it's, and it's the future you're right every kid i gave that button to man their eyes lit up they oh, smiled yeah, for sure the parents were happy and that, that yeah. was my big thing is i just i want to keep doing that the the buttons were great i I've yep. ordered stickers they didn't come in which is not cool i was hoping they'd be here <laughs> um but the next the next next thing we do now is we're going to get hats made and uh, shirts for kids yeah. and um yeah, man, so it should be exciting. I, I think it's really important. I mean, you know, it's you know that's the the next step for you know the generation behind us, you know, and get them to follow in our footsteps. And um, you know, without you know continuing to grow that heritage and and that you know it, you're never going to have conservation. You yeah. know what I mean? And if you don't continue to you know with the heritage and getting your kids involved in the outdoors and um, you know that it's you know it's not going to be good. You know, down the yeah. road. You know, plus it. You know, I mean, for me, I mean, it's. It's a great opportunity for me to bond with my kids. I mean, you know that experience. I mean, you know, Connor shot his first deer last year. And, um, you know, it, you know, we've talked about it, and it's it's super exciting. You know what I mean? And it's just a whole other platform for you to, you know, have fun with your kids. For sure. I think I was going to say, um, one of the things that uh, interests me is um, the, what I would like to do to, to make it more interesting is what I was going to say mm-hmm. is <clears throat> focus on I'm actually even tempted to do BHP test lab kids yeah. so all the bows that come in for kids like Travis and Connor and, and your kids and yeah. whoever can be on the show and test those products you know I think that'd be exciting and, absolutely and new and uh, and having kids show bros and products would be kind of cool you know yeah I agree I think so, it would be sweet I mean it's just a whole other avenue to get you know stuff out there in, in, in front of the you know the public and uh, especially for the next generation, you know, that's coming up, you know, because there's a lot of cool stuff out there. There really is. You know, Diamond's got some great stuff. Bear's got some great stuff for kids. I'm sure there's, you know, other companies out there too, but, um, you know, it, it's it's pretty awesome, man. And this place is just hopping, dude. I know. I was just thinking that too. <laughs> I just keep looking. I'm at looking you. over here. I see a food thing. There's pickles. Yeah. There's pickles, a deep fryer. Yeah, I think they're totally deep wild seasonings yeah. with Chad and Don Stanley. Yeah. About to bring them over here and start talking to them. Be like, what you got? Yeah, right. Bring some eat? samples over. You want to come sit on this over. podcast? Well, bring some food with you. you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm no doubt. No yeah, doubt. pretty exciting, man. It's uh, so far it's a packed house. Um, yeah. A lot of good deals. A lot of good raffles. I walked around earlier. I got to see Lane Walker. Lane. Uh, 
is our, if you don't know Lane, he's going to be part of this BHP Kids because his kid series of books is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I'm trying to, he's doing the first chapter of each book and it's going to be on this podcast coming up. Oh, and at cool. the bottom of the podcast description, you'll be able to click the link and, and buy the book. Buy the so book. you can get, you know, you'll get the first chapter for free, re, you know, re, read to you by the author himself. Absolutely. Um, and then after that, hopefully you buy them and support him. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good thing for your kids to do anyway. So absolutely, it's like a win-win-win. I it think is. for everybody. For everyone involved, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, super cool. so exciting to bring the, t- the podcast table right here in, the, in, in our booth. This mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, fun. Yeah, you, you can hear the duck calls in the background. In the There's background. a taser that goes off occasionally. I've, I've heard so many sounds; it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is pretty and cool, you, man. you know. And we have four mics on this table, and we had to shut off two of them because it's just so loud and overpowering. In Lots fact, John, John was sitting at a different mic. I had to stop the whole thing and move them because it's too loud. So, I think it's gonna be a little tricky when we have guests come in today. Um, I don't know who how we got, we're do who it. we got coming in. Do you know who's coming in yet today? I, I don't really have a set agenda, a set except agenda. for uh, G5 will be here today in Darton. Yep. Those two Darton. will be in today yeah. to talk about their new lineups, but um, that's about it, I think. And then everything else is just I'm, I'm planning to bring some regular people walking by yeah, and, might and as sit well. and talk about hunting a little bit. Yep. Um, I want to have I want to make it a full day of podcasting. I want to really launch you know multiple multi-hour segments as my Absolutely. goal with this show. Um. And then I want to get the other guys on the team in and out. So yeah. that's the goal. Like, you know, have you in for a little bit, have Tim sound. Everybody take a break and talk a little hunting. You know, this is yep. what we do. We're in a hunting spot. You know, we know what's behind us, John? Uh, a company called Easy Cut. And I, I'm interested in them. They've been around every year. I see them. Yeah, they make they're, the cutters they're always cut. right behind us they're every year. They're always right behind us, but I've never talked to them. And I'm yeah. interested to test that product, to be honest. I want to see if it holds up against, like, the Fisker or whatever, the oh, other yeah. brands, you know. Yep. Hoyman. How good they are. Oh, we got a fireman over here. Yep. Farm I definitely think 10%. maybe we could get Easy Cut on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I see him right there. Hey, come on over. <laughs> yeah, right. He seems a little busy right now. <laughs> yeah, it looks like just him and his wife that do it. But maybe they'll come by and chat with us. I mean, this is what the spirit of hunting's all about, man. That's it. Just talk some hunting, record some of these things for future uh, generations to listen to. That's it. Get Tim to do something and just stand there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want me to grab Ron? We can get him on here for a little bit. We'll switch with Ron here yeah, in a minute. Yeah, let me get up here. I'll get, and, uh, we'll get Ron. Ronnie Reslow coming hey, up Dave, here. Hey, Dave, it was good talking with you, man. Ronnie Reslow coming in here. We're going to swap him out real quick. And uh, while we're doing that, we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, get a little hunting talk going on here in a second. Once he gets all plugged in, he'll be able to hear me soon. Ron's, Ron's a big seller. He gets out there and gets it done, son. That's why it's hard to take him off the front lines. Hello. All right, Reslo. Welcome. So, so what are we talking about? Well, I'm, I'm basically going to switch you guys in and out of the podcast today. I'm going to do a couple long segments, and my thought was, uh, let's talk a little hunting. We're in a hunting sh- show, right? So let's talk about you, and let's talk about what's going on with like your, your local spot and then your Illinois hunt coming up. Oh, okay. Uh, train Station 20 is uh, Dave poetically named it right over by the uh, railroad tracks and uh, I ended up putting in a three acre food plot out there I planted barascas, turnips, rye, rape, hickory a little bit of soybean mixed in and then I did a 30 yard by 150 yard long clover trail so it is all set huge I have all the uh, trophy rocks out the mineral sites the cameras up haven't touched it. I'm staying away from it because that's just kind of how man. I am. I give them their little sanctuary, if you want to call it that. There's a good portion of the property that I 
don't even go on at all. So there's, it's a small lot. It's only 20 acres, but it's surrounded by quite a bit. But there's 10 acres of it that's uh, tall switchgrass that I don't even, I haven't been in it in years. The only time I go in it is if one goes in there and dies. That's about it. Yep, yep. And so that lot is commercial. Which is different because it's urban, which is very interesting for yeah. some people who are used to hunting thousands of acres and stuff, you know. Yeah, it's a little urban different. It's a you, big uh, difference. There's a storage facility by it. There's a trucking company by it. There's a tool and die shop by it. And so you'll be out there hunting and you can hear a baseball game on the radio by the where the, <laughs> the storage place is and guys laughing, having a good time. It's just, it's interesting. You'll hear impact guns going, dogs barking people riding on four-wheelers so it's a different way to hunt it's it's very frustrating at times because yeah. uh your hunt can be ruined very easily yeah and it's interesting that when the when the night does close and people go home for work it starts it's right about that time where that it's starting to get dark to when life. the hour changes you know then it's like quickly the deer start moving in it's like they're waiting just waiting there for those people to leave you know and you'll hear the semis but the problem is when I've hunted there sometimes, the semi will come in later, like at 7 or 8 at night, you know, pulling in because yeah. they're dropping off their load late yeah. for some reason, which is their job, whatever. But it sucks because it really messes up. You're there going, oh, please don't come in here. Don't come in here, you know. So it makes it tricky. I, I, if you haven't experienced that as a hunter, you know, urban hunting is, is a is – a, it's something you have to master. It's not easy, but it's rewarding at times, so – yeah, you can get lucky occasionally, and they'll be bedded on the lot. And like Dave said, right at the last 40 minutes of the hunt, you'll, they'll just pop up out of them cattails and come walking out. Or I've even seen them bedded in the middle of the field, and I've walked past them. Yeah. And we've even you can even do uh, crazy things if they start patterning you. Um, a lot of times I'll have my – they obviously – are used to observing the lot and they'll see cars parked and there's usually not a car parked there so when you get out of your truck locking your truck hearing that beep beep they uh they pick up on that and uh i, I believe they pick up on that anyways but uh, oh yeah sure i've went as far as having uh jason dumas drop me off at the spot which is kind of silly because he has to come back and get me but uh, <laughs> lucky he's local yeah yes he's very local <laughs> It's uh, inconvenient for him, but it, it's worked out for me in the past. It's an interesting spot because, like, I remember sitting there a couple years ago. I shot a small buck that came out, but it, I was sitting in the, the mineral spot, and I, I, I heard a noise, <laughs> like a snap. I looked to my left, and this buck's walking in. I'm like, what the heck? And it came right into the bait pile and stopped. And I'm like, and I, had not, I, already, I hunted, like, hard, like, the whole weekend. Didn't see anything. And this is the first year I was coming home. In fact, I, I got bumped out of my hunting spot because the owner was in the lot I was going to. Yeah, you called me and last minute. I called minute. you and said, can I just sneak on with you? And you said, yeah. So I was sitting there. And then what happened then at that point for me was that I decided to shoot this smaller buck because, number one, I haven't had any meat. And I was getting very frustrated. And then you just get frustrated, right? Yeah. I got to shoot something. Can I even hit anything anymore? Smoke that deer. He went literally 10 yards and dumped. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, that was the executioner had. Executioner did that one. Yeah, it was vicious, man. That thing dropped. Um, I saw it drop. It was in my view. And I was thinking that was way easier than I thought it'd be. You know, I hit it and then it dropped <laughs> and died. And did I? I think I hit it a little bit higher. No, no, you hit you, but the angle. Well, that, the angle that, gets that stands me. 28 feet to. Yeah, so to the angle. Where your feet it looked are. like it was high, but really came down through. Perfectly. Yeah, you, you hit three inches below. The back strap and it popped out the opposite shoulder. So yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, that's double uh, long and I love that. I love that spot though. It's just you know when when it, when it's and that was like literally if I had to guess the time, 
That was a Sunday, I believe. It was a Sunday. Or a Saturday, one of the it was two. Sunday. And it was like, that year came out at like 4 o'clock, 4.30 or 5.30. Because he was bedded. Early. He was bedded. He was bedded in the cattail. right between us. Got up and just walked over. Yeah. And so how we have it set up right now is when you walk into the main area, there's a, to your left would be a cattail, and it's a huge strip. And it's, we don't go in it, like Ron was saying earlier, it's something we kind of forbidden that we walk in there unless it's, you absolutely have to. But we have a stand in the front and the back, and now a cypress stand, which is new, um, that kind of splits them. What is happening in the, with this mineral spot is that when you're sitting in it, the deer a lot of times are coming on the right of you, which is this little mini field by Dr. Seuss we used to call that. I shot a nice buck in a few years before that. And so what Ron did is set up a ladder in the spruce and it's like completely covered like you can't see you you can't yeah. you, a human couldn't even see you it, until because the, you know the, the spruce never lo- loses anything it's yeah. gonna be there all winter so the deer will come right right in front of you so it's gonna have to be a quick shot but they're gonna be right there yeah and they always cut the middle of yeah, that field yeah. so they don't come to the edge of the middle that's a 10 yard shot you're getting so you got to be ready yeah but uh and it's always a big doe. It's def- always a big doe yeah. and two medium does, always. Definitely good cover there, which is nice year-round. So. Oh, yeah. That spot is just awesome. I I, I like, I, I personally, there, the, the spot has a woods to it, too. And we don't really hunt anymore. Ron shot a nice buck in, like, 2004 back there. We've hunted it here and there, and it's never it been as good. Noise. It was hard to get into it quiet, but it's beautiful woods. It's, like, very open and quiet and like just kind of relaxing i kind of like sitting in there is my point like it's just so nice i uh i didn't tell you but i went back there and i uh i, I guess it's called half hitching some trees where you cut them and just kind of let them fall over and it creates bedding areas for them yeah bedding in like tunnels too right yep. like some sort of that's a good idea where'd yep. you do that at back all the way in the back wow all so, the way in the back Tell us about Illinois. What's coming up with that? Oh, that was, that's going to be a great time. I can't wait. I leave uh, November 4th till November 11th, and I'm going solo. Everyone bailed on me, uh, including Dave. And Jay, too much money. Yeah, too much money, I know. Jay uh, just couldn't do it this year with getting time off work, and he, he got a new kid and just a lot going on. But uh, I'm going solo, so it's going to be... Uh, Eight and a half hour drive all by myself. So how, how does it work? So let's say you shoot a monster buck. Do you have to drag it out by yourself, gut it by yourself? Oh no, or? there's going to be a, um, a group of guys down there. I'm not like friends with them, but I know them somewhat yeah. in passing, and uh, they're a good group of guys. I like them. Um, I'm going the second week because I got to be home for Halloween with the kids. Uh, uh, the, the warden would be upset. <laughs> the warden's the wife, in case you're wondering. Yeah, there's no way I'd be able to. I, I, um, I went two years in a row uh, during Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. It's just I ran into 85 degree weather and fog, yeah, which ridiculous. is not normal at all. So, so if you had, let me ask you this: If you had a four wheeler, could you bring it there? Yes. Yep. You think it'd be useful there or no? Just to get the deer, deer out. out. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I'm that's talking about, about it. Just the dragging. The, the, I, the, I guess the, my thing they, is they have four wheelers there. Oh, okay. Did they keep there? Just one four wheeler. I, it might even be like an Odes. I'm not sure. Like okay. your, like your Odes yep. side by side. But if you had to drag one out of there, I mean, there's no way. That's what I'm asking. It's not yeah. possible. I, I would die. My thing is I feel like we're getting older. And it's like to me, you know, I'd rather have a folder that goes in the back of my truck. I can just drive right up, take it everywhere, shut the tailgate, you know, lock it down, put my gear in there, and just go on every hunt. Don't even take it down. Just if I get a deer, it comes down. I go out there, I wench the deer out of the woods, drive into the woods. A four wheeler's small enough, you get a tiny one, you can get in and out, you know, four wheel drive and just take your time. 
I don't know. It's pretty much the most amazing land I've ever been on. Yeah, I've seen the videos, and there's, like, really nice hilly and you, stuff. Like, to, the one lot's a 420-acre lot. It's, uh, I think this year it's going to have corn. Yeah, because last year they had soybeans. So this year it'll be corn. Hopefully the corn will be cut down by the time I get there or get cut, like, two days before I get there, which would be amazing if that happened. But um, when you when you first get to the lot, the first day I went there, I'm come walking up, and you're walking through this cut cornfield, and um, it's probably 300 yards to your first little finger on the woods. And there's so many fingers on this lot. I bet there's every bit of 60 different fingers. It, it looks the aerial on this thing's ridiculous. You look at it and you're like, I have no idea where to go. Yeah, you're, it's so hard to choose. But I get to the the first finger and. Um, you're at a higher elevation at this point and when you look down to the little going down this little gully and the land just drops like probably 80 to 100 feet and then another cornfield opens up Jeez. and you funnel down to this and you get to the next set and there's a nice little river that runs through it and the next set drops down another 80 feet and it's like a hidden uh, 100 acre not 100 acre probably, probably like I don't know 60 acre cornfield it's very. It's only 50 yards wide, and it just goes Jeez. a long ways at this bottom, and it butts right up to the creek. And it and it's, they have the hardwoods, and you have all these ravines going. It, it, the lot makes no sense. It's a very confusing lot. Uh, the one day I got lost out there, walking around in the fog because you, 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 I don't care what light you have or whatever. I only use little, the two little green LEDs because I don't like anything seeing me, or I use the moonlight. But that fog, I was. I wandered around for an hour trying to figure yeah, out where I was. That's the worst. I just ended up submitting and finding a tree stand and climbing up and hoping for the best. Yeah. What about, how was it compared to Ohio? I mean, you and I hunted Ohio and you saw the oh, Ohio I think, landscape. I, yeah, I think this is way better in Ohio. Um, I think um, the first year I was there, I ended up seeing like 27 different bucks. And when I'm saying seeing, I only count within 30 yards because I'm not one of these guys who use binoculars. And yep. if they're 200 yards out, that doesn't count to me. If I can shoot it, that counts as me seeing it. But I ended up seeing four or five different shooters. I had a mishap. I lost one the first year I was there. I still don't know what happened. He ran down and made it to a creek bottom. The very first day I was there, I passed on a deer I shouldn't have. I was only in the stand 15 minutes and 10, 15 yards of standing there. I got it all on film and started messing with the camera. Buck. It was he was probably 140 to 150. And big I mistake. Just made a huge mistake and I drew back on him, messing with my cameras too much and uh, waited too long. And right when I was settling my pen and I just started putting my finger on the trigger. He bolted chasing after the doe he came in on, and I wasn't just going to fling an arrow at him. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, not worth it, especially something that's five and a half years old plus. Yeah. I mean, he's made it that far. you got to show him a little respect. Oh, yeah. That's pretty sweet. But, yeah, it's an amazing place to hunt. I can't even believe it. The, the one lot's uh, father and son. It's a 400-acre lot, and uh, it's cornfield and soybean, depending on what year it is. And there's this uh, area that I went to. I like to get off the beaten path and get away from everything, which is fun and tiring at the same time. But uh, there's a little creek you cross. ends up only being like eight inches. But when you get across the creek, there's this pretty much a steep mountain damn near that you have to climb. And you get all the way up to the top, you got to dig your fingers into the hill. 
to get up there and throw your bow on your back. And I got all the way up there, get everything situated, set up. Torrential downpour comes in, <laughs> so it's just pouring rain. And uh, I move over to their, they had a ground blind set up, so I went and hunkered down in there till dark. Go to leave the spot, that same hill I came walking up ended up being a uh, waterfall. Oh, at this man. point, so I. Uh, it's kind of cool, though. Yeah, well, it was cool till I fell all the way down the thing, slid eight, <laughs> slid about eighty <laughs> yards down this hill, through. I just held my bow in the air, hoping for the best. I, I thought I broke my ribs. Get oh down to the God. bottom. The creek has went from six inches to up to almost my waist, Jeez. but I had to walk through. It was like rapids. It was pretty insane. I made it through and uh, left everything out there as far as the camera arm and whatnot. Went out the next morning. I didn't have waders, so I took a little trick for you. I took two garbage bags, put one on nice. each leg, and waded through the water and nice. climbed up to the top. Smart Worked move. out good. That's awesome. Made, I made sure they were unscented. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's a, um, it's crazy, really. But telling the story about uh, the hunt we did in Ohio and the rain, the downpour, telling that story. And I'm going to be right back, but you tell the story when I'm, I'm gone. I'll be What, like where I sat in the, the wrong spot and all that? Yes, that one. <laughs> tell that story because that's an amazing story. Dave and I were uh, out in Ohio, and we went wandering around looking at spots, and it was pouring rain while we were out there, and I ended up going up the hill. We ended up finding this massive community scrape is what it looked like to me because the size of the thing it was pretty much the size of my truck. And uh, they only had a single stand set up there, so Dave couldn't hunt with me. So I uh, wandered back down where he was at and let him know. I go, hey, I'm going to hunt up here. I'm sorry. You're, you're on your own. And So he's just down there with a camera and trying to stay dry and whatnot. And I'm up at the top of the hill. And uh, we're texting back and forth. And two shooters ended up coming in naturally right in front of Dave. No bow, just videotaping them. He's sitting there laughing. And I'm up at the top, and I'm looking at these deer down there wandering around by him, calling at them, grunting at them. I didn't have antlers with me. I was doing anything I could, snort wheezing. They just had no interest just wandering around, and <laughs> just one of those things. Dave, Dave's just sitting there turning the camera at himself, laughing about how uh, Ron left the abandoned man, and I'm, I'm down here, and I can actually shoot the deer, and he's up there looking at him, grunting and screaming, doing anything again to get him to come near him. They want him to come near him. But uh, while we were down there, it, we were out, down there for seven days. It rained all seven days. So every day we got out of the woods. We had to uh, <clears throat> dry all our stuff, hang it out, spray it down. It was just a big ordeal for us. It was a definitely a mentally challenging trip that's for sure because every morning you wake up all you hear is the rain just pepper in the roof and you know you're gonna you have no choice but to go out there and hunt because you're down there so you then if you do shoot one you got to worry about even trying to find them with the rain so you there was no taking long shots or anything like that so you're hoping for a nice little 20 yard pop shot one came wandering in but uh on this particular trip, we uh, did not seal the deal at all. Warm weather and rain, nonstop. Hey, Tim, why don't you jump on with me? Since Dave left me high and dry, I can only talk so much. 
Yeah, I don't want to sit here and just keep parading on. What were we talking about? Well, well, Dave had me talking about the Ohio hunt we went on together, oh, but uh, I feel like I'm kind of beating a dead horse now on it. Yeah, you go, do you talk about Hubbard at all? Because I know like that, that's pretty cool. Oh, Hubbard Lake. Um, yeah, Jay and I, I didn't talk about it, but Jay and I, Jay Dumas, and I went up there in, uh, what was that, middle of August, set up some trail cameras, um, put some minerals out. I think we have three trail cameras out there. We checked on the ladder stands, checked on all the straps. We have two uh, 20-footers out there right in a cedar swamp. Um, walked through 18 inches of water for... With your muck boots, of course. Yeah, yeah with my muck boots, of <laughs> course, for a half a mile after a big golf trip with all my buddies. So, obviously, we were a little hungover. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was the 20... When was the uh, solar eclipse? The 21st? Yeah, the 21st, that's, yeah. That's when we were yeah. out there. Yeah. The solar eclipse. Oh, did you see it from up there? No, because it was pitch black in that swamp. It's okay. a tunnel we're walking through, gotcha. so you can't really see anything. But, um, yeah, we got everything all situated. Uh, checked the straps. Uh, Jay actually had a tree that uh, snapped down right Very in front nice. of his tree but it snapped off like 35 feet in the air no and the way. top half of the tree is still hanging are you serious right in front of his oh tree my gosh. so it's it's just at any moment it could fall and just so kill, kill somebody is that are you are you doing most of your hunting up there this year or where, no, what's your hunting looking like yeah i'm just gonna go to caseville for opening day i got a little three acre lot over there and nice. it butts up to 50 acres that the guy behind me owns and uh, he, he lets me go anywhere I want on the lot, but I just go on my three-acre portion. I just bought it for building a cottage someday. Yeah, once, very once cool. I'm not broke. Yeah. And then uh, Hubbard Lake will be the third weekend. And then other than that, I'll probably hunt Train Station 20, the local spot. And then Illinois, my favorite trip, November 4th. To the tell, me about, uh, tell me about what you're shooting this year. What's your equipment? I'm shooting the uh, Bowtech Rain 7. I have never shot this good in my entire life. Really? Period. I've never Black had... Black Eagle Arrows? Black and... Eagle Arrows. Um, the Ripcord Rast. The Black Gold Sight. I have a 3-pin. The, uh, the Pure... Pure Driven, I think that's what it is. I always get confused with the names. Because all the names are so similar yeah. with it. But it's uh, a 3-pin dial sight. And with this... Uh, Rain seven. I have my uh, first pin. I'm shooting dead nut flat, zero to thirty, which awesome. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, especially out to thirty. Yeah, the next pin's thirty-five to forty, and the next pin's forty-five to fifty. And I'm, I've never shot this good. I can literally put it in your, in my fist. What's your farthest shot that you have this year? Like, what are your sights looking like? That's as far as I can shoot at my house. Yeah, forty-five, fifty yards, but. Um, I have the dial set up, so I'm going to go out probably probably tomorrow, actually. I'm going to go out to uh, the local spot, bring out the deer target, Glendell, get it out there. And I'm going to I'm gonna probably shoot out to 100, see nice. how I do. Nice. I know I can do 60 and 70s. I just haven't attempted 100 yet. Now, you're still deciding on the broadhead or no? No, the broadhead, I'm going to go with the uh, Rage 2-blade, two 2-inch two chisel tip. Very good. You've been shooting that for years, haven't you? I, I go all over the place. I, I, I use the Rage. I use the Swacker. I'm even going to try the um, the Ramcat. The, the new one? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, new yeah. Ramcat fixed blade. Yeah. I, I, um, I typically stick with the mechanicals because I like to shoot a little further. 
because I don't like dealing with uh, sighting in again with uh, broadheads, but this Ramcat, I'm shooting at 45 yards, and I didn't adjust anything. Dead on? Same. Same exact. I have no planing at all. I've even shot in winds without wind just to see what it would do, and I am not having an issue at all. Not moving at all. The only thing uh, that worries me a little, not that it's a a big deal, is obviously the the rage is the two-inch cutting diameter and this ram cat's only like a inch and a 16th or inch and an eighth yeah but you don't have to worry about shoulder bones or anything like that no you can blow right through them so yeah i've blown through some some shoulder bones with the rage um but they've all been within 30 yards i just don't know what hat would happen once you you get pretty good blood trail off of those oh jesus it's a murder scene yeah it's you almost have you almost have to change your camo if you're tracking them (laughs) because you come out covered which is, it's, it's what you want. Though. It's what you it's want. What you it's want. just it's, it's it's a hot mess. Yeah. You have a blood trail. I'm I'm six foot five. Yeah. And there's blood at my head sometimes when yep. I'm walking through the woods because it's just spraying everywhere, nah, which good. is crazy. Yeah, I think we're all looking forward to this year. I know uh, I'll be getting out uh, opening day up here in Michigan, and uh, I got another trip planned for the end of the month as well. And uh, it's looking looking pretty good. We went out and checked our sites uh, last uh, two weekends ago. Um, went out there, set the sights up, you know, put the trail cams out. So I'll be excited in uh, another couple of weeks, uh, end of this month, right weekend before, we'll be heading back up just to check on everything. Where are you guys at? We're up uh, kind of uh, upper lower Alpena area. Okay. So it's a nice, nice big lot, uh, about 500 acres up there that we uh, kind of roam around on. So. Is that with John? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, we'll I go know where there. it is. It's not far from uh, where we're at at Hubbard Lake at all. That's awesome, man. You're, if you're, uh, what weekend are you going? Uh, we'll be up there. I'll be up there twice. I'll be up there uh, the first weekend, which is opening, mm-hmm. and then I'll be up there the last weekend in October. Okay. As well. So you'll miss so, me both times. Are you in the middle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, I'm looking forward to it, man. It should be a really, really good year. A lot of, a lot of time spent out in the field already, and uh, you know, it's just, it's awesome. It's, when that weather starts to change, oh god, you know, it gets a little cooler out. You just you start to get a little excited. Not that you want to see winter come, but no, you want to see the rate before. That's for sure. So. It's uh, this morning. I got up. It was forty five degrees, man, yeah. and I walked outside, and I'm just like, God, I can't take it. Just, yep. Come on, let's I'm go. Ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm I can't be here. But you know, it, it's gonna I be. Took 20, I, took, I took twenty shots this morning. Just. This year before I came here, yeah. I couldn't handle it. So I just wanted to shoot something. <laughs> right on, man. I don't right know. On. I. I as soon as the weather changes, I just flip. That's it. You get in that I go completely obsessed. Yep. All my uh, friends that don't hunt, um, they just know as soon as October goes. Don't talk to Ron. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> Why aren't you responding to texts? Where are you at? I'm yeah. just gone. Yeah. Yeah, all that's on my brain is to be in a stand. No, that's it. Man. I can't wait. I cannot wait. So. And it's going to be a really exciting year. Try and get my kids out again this year too, and uh, you know they're getting older. They're they're nine and seven. So my oldest one sat with me last year, did a good job. Uh, he wants to go again this year, which is always good. So we'll be getting him out and uh, just kind of see what happens. I don't. I'm I'm excited to see what uh, what's roaming around the property. So oh yeah, it's always interesting that first day because um, I don't check my trail cameras throughout the season. I put them out there and I leave it alone. Yeah. The day I check them is the day I hunt. I bring yeah. either a digital camera or that little deal that plugs into your phone. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I always bring both because I always picture something failing and being frustrated because I can't look through it. <laughs> um, well, that's yeah. a, I mean, talking about self-filming, self too, I know it's, uh, it's not, I don't know, 
those that are listening, you know, if you self-film, um, it's not easy. No, it's there, challenging. There's it's a lot of things to, to think about and, and look at and make sure it's going all right. And there's a lot of setup before, too. Yes. You know, making sure that your camera is in the right spots, you know, right angles, because you don't know where they're coming from. You, you have a plan. You hope yeah. they come from, yeah. you know, from a certain that's spot. That's about all you have is a plan and yeah, a guess. That's it. So. Yeah, so I was, uh, who was I talking to earlier? Uh some guy came over at the booth and he was looking at sites and he's like he's like what do you like to shoot a five pin a three pin a single pin blah 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 and i go it kind of depends on how you hunt i I said well i I sell film so the single pin is nice because i can dial to whatever the yardage is right but i have a little checklist i have to do when a deer comes in so the deer comes in i have my little gopro remote i typically have three gopros running so i hit the gopro remote to turn it on with the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and yep. all that stuff. So now that's syncing. I reach over, grab my main camera arm. Uh, Swing that I'm, over. While I'm turning on the camera and doing all the zoom, I'm reaching with my left hand, grabbing the bow, not even <laughs> looking, staring at the deer doing all this at the same time. Swinging the bow in front of me. Finally get the bow in front of me. Get the camera in the area I think the deer is going to travel. Now I range the deer, and with a single pin... I love single pin, but just because you're only looking at one thing. But the issue with the single pin is what happened with me last year is I did everything I just said there. I ranged the doe that was walking through, and I'm hunting on the edge of the field. You know how it is when you're hunting on the edge of the field. Everything looks pretty much the same. It's Absolutely. really it's very hard to guess yardage yep. when they're like that. So I ranged the doe. The doe's at 40 yards. I swing the dial to 40. And it moves. And then I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm pan him with the camera the buck comes in nice 10 point probably 140 to 145 inches awesome i think he's still on the same path now if i wasn't self-filming i probably would have ranged again just to make sure but you know how it is when they're coming in you have about four seconds to decide what you're going to do at most so the deer walks in front of me i draw back has no idea i have it all on film shoot arrow goes pretty high and goes and the deer actually ducked and went over his back barely barely missed and i get down and i see the trail he was on and i range the tree and it was only a 20 yard shot ah so i so i had that he came in in yeah he came he cut it he cut in yeah and i was too busy messing around the cameras and shame on me but yeah I try to get everything on film. That's part of the, the hunt to me is to get it on film. I enjoy it, and I'll actually pass on deer, which is crazy <laughs> to, uh, if I don't get it on film. But um, We appreciate it. Yeah, I know, I know you appreciate it. Plan, I want to so. puke all the time. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's definitely challenging self-filming. So this year I went back to uh, three pins. So I got my 30... Zero to thirty, and then my thirty-five to forty, and my forty-five to fifty, and I can still dial if needed. Right. So. So what? What makes that easier? Because I don't have to. I don't have to turn the, turn dial, the dial on the site. I already know I have my. You zero just have to, to line your pen up and, and just line my pen okay. up and draw back and shoot. It's just taking one more step out of it. Right. Which I got enough steps going on. Like right. this year, I'm just switching to one GoPro. Actually, two GoPros, but. Um, one will be on my head that I'm just going to simply turn on with my hand, and the other one will be up above me so you can see me with the camera yeah, and drawing good. back and everything like that. And that one's just I hope I get it. If I don't have time for that one, that's fine. I yeah. can handle that. And the main camera, so it's going to 
That's about all you need. Yeah, I mean, it, you it don't, I mean, some people put them out in the fields in front of them and all that stuff, which is great, but half the time they don't sink. Yeah. And that's all. So you're always like, do I do I, do it? Do I not do it? Yeah, I mean, you waste all yeah. this time trying to Absolutely. do this and wait and try yeah. to get it to sink, and then it doesn't even work, yeah. and then you end up, the deer ends up walking past you, and it's, it's just a very frustrating thing at times, but it's rewarding in the end when you actually do make it happen. And I don't like the... Uh, the reason I the the camera up above me the GoPro, I, I don't flash. No, I, I like how to the the realism of it as yep. far as it actually being real time rather than re, the reenactment stuff. Right. Which it's very apparent on TV when right. they do the reenactment. Like I mean, they have the camera zoomed in on the deer, and then they cut to a close up, and then they yeah. cut to a close yeah. up, and they cut to the guy <laughs> drawing back, and you can tell it. I mean, even the lighting's different, the clouds are different. It's like right. come on. Just, I, I don't think it's necessary to do all that. If you don't capture it, you don't capture it. No, and that's a th- I think that's the one thing that we kind of tout is that you know we, we want to show hunting for what it is. We want to show hunting for as yeah. hard it is, as it is. Yeah, the raw, true form Absolutely. versus Absolutely. all the nonsense. Good, man. I'm looking forward to a good season along with you. So we'll, uh, I don't oh, know, yeah. we'll have to compare notes are, at the end you, of the season. So. Are you uh, crossbowing it up? I'm going to crossbow this year, so which I'm going to I'm going to shoot the uh, I'm going to shoot the Excalibur this year. Okay. I haven't decided on which one. Um, you know, I got the next week here really to to kind of figure out where, where uh, which Excalibur I'm going with and uh, get that all sighted in. Uh, that's a nice thing about those though is um, you know they're they're really they're easy to get set. You know, there's no rest that you have to put on. You know, you, you don't have to take a whole bunch of shots. You sight it in at 20, you sight it in, you know, 40, and then you make sure that your and that middle has no, are on and you're good. So. And that has no cam, correct? None. That's yeah, just which uh, is nice. driven so, and, and that's why I love Excalibur because it's so, if something goes wrong with it in the field, you can you can fix it yourself. You know, you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about cams. You don't have to worry about you know bow press or any of that stuff. A string goes or anything like that, you you can change it yourself. And you can throw on your Game of Thrones outfit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Medieval times it up. That'd be awesome. That'd be the way to do it, man. But, uh, yeah, so, no, I'm really excited. I've always liked Excalibur. I'm glad that we're working with them this year. Um, you know, if I if I were to look at uh, you know a bow that I was uh, that I was shooting um, you know full time, that would definitely be the, the company that I'm looking at. Okay. They're just a great all around bow. So I'll uh, I'll switch to a crossbow as soon as a shoulder, or elbow, or something goes on me. Don't but, say uh, that, man. Not, not, you know, it'll happen as soon as you say. Oh, uh, it, it could. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. So excited though, man. We'll uh, we'll have to, we'll be doing this again. I'm sure at the end of the season, recapping everything. But I look forward to kind of hearing about your hunts and how they're going so oh, yeah and uh, hopefully i don't have any material to make fun of you on no oh, you will there's always something <laughs> i always uh, the one year i what did i do i tore my cornea yep. out in the woods the yep. one year i fell down a hill and slid into mud and see those are the things you need to get on camera <laughs> i delete it so you guys can't see it i love it man well, we'll I, check back in a little bit later so appreciate you uh joining here so all we'll right. Thanks, everybody. Get, yeah. Have a good one. And uh, check, out our, uh, check out our podcast. Check out our website, bowhunterplanet.com. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time.
Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.